0: Hello everyone, I'm Michael, and I'm Casey, and welcome to Put That Record On. This week we're spinning Ignorance by The Weather Station, their fifth album from the year 2021. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy.
1: So, um, had you heard of The Weather Station prior to this? Were they someone you listened to?
0: Nope! (laughs)
1: Because everyone knows that I didn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I... (laughs) I was on a unfamiliar with weather, sta- weather station um, behind the curtain. We actually had a different album picked out for this week and I went to listen to it and I listened to, I, I was kind of excited to listen to it and I still like it. But at the first, like I listened to like six songs from it and all I could think of was like, this is very loud. And I know after last week's episode, uh, <laughs> Casey wanted something less loud.
1: My poor ears.
0: <laughs> and so I I did a, I did the way I usually find new stuff, which is like new music comes out on Friday. I look at all the uh, the reviews and kind of see which records have the best reviews that day. And then I listened to a couple uh, tracks from each of them. And I chose this, this album here. So I was unfamiliar with it. Uh, I was brought into it via just positive reviews from the music community, just so that Casey's poor little ears will not,
1: They're sensitive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're not blown off by some Australian psychedelic rock.
1: (laughs) If we need to, we can come back to them later.
0: (laughs) It's okay. But yeah, so that's just a little history on on this. We're both very unfamiliar with the band and this album. That makes it exciting. Um, (laughs) It won't be like last week's where I spend an hour talking about Stephen Wilson history. I'm so sorry if you listen to all that.
1: Someone might have enjoyed it. Maybe yeah, someone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologize.
1: All right. So the album cover. Um, is she by water? Yeah, I think there's a reflection.
0: Well, so she is uh, some of the promo stuff. She's wearing a entire suit made of mirrors.
1: Okay, I did not. I It looks like denim to me.
0: Yeah, so it's an entire suit of mirrors which I'm sure has a place in the story of the album. Like those those a we're going to get to the topics about what a lot of the, the lyrics are about cuz there's there's some lyrical depth to this album. A bit. There's a lot of lyrical depth to this album. <laughs> it's
1: like the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I actually don't have much to say about the cover. Um
1: She's like laying down and it looks like she's kind of got like some wildflowers going around her. It's dusk. You can kind of tell that there is it's probably a sunset. I'm gonna guess based off of the lyrical poetry we mentioned. Yeah,
0: it's a sunset, yeah.
1: Gotta be a sunset. So you've got like the silhouette of the trees. So if you're if you're out in a summer field and the sun's going down and you can like see all the trees dark around you, that's what the background is. But then she's illuminated. I'm not there's no source of light that you can see, but she's pretty lit up.
0: Yeah, well actually now now I'm looking at it, I think that's reflection from the light off the meal suit. Okay. Cause I mean obviously again, you said this light source, This has gotta be a light source.
1: All right, you said you had uh, some topics. I
0: kind of yes and no. Uh, it goes with the leoc, like basically the depth and poetry of this album. I think those those similarities between how these a lot of these songs are written. You're you're gonna dive more into the lyrics, so I'm actually going to hold off on some of the grander um, themes of this album. I should say.
1: Gotcha. Because then we could have like a back and forth. Like I'll say what I thought it means, and you can. Mm. <laughs> You can say what she said it means.
0: <laughs> I basically have the answers to this test.
1: Uh, oh, it's, it's, so it's, it's just going to be a little quiz.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so yeah, uh, we might actually just go song by song and throw the topics in inside of the AI.
1: I think that's a good way to discuss this. So the first track on the album is called Robber. And when I was listening to it, I definitely thought she was saying rubber and that really changes the meaning. But when I realized it was robber.
0: <laughs> I see, I didn't, I didn't get that at all.
1: I could have sworn she was saying rubber, like with her accent, but she doesn't, I don't even know if she has an accent.
0: I felt like it was like poetry. She's very descriptive in her lyrics. So one of the lyrics I actually did get immediately was no black bag, no gloved hand. And I think that just like sets, it sets up the scene. It sets up the mood mm-hmm. of a robber. So that's why, why it's like, I knew what A, I saw it in B, you know, she was very, she's very good at painting a picture with her, with the lyrics.
1: Yeah, and I mean the first time I listened to it, as I said, I I just started work and it was this morning, so
0: like, <laughs> not enough coffee yet.
1: I hadn't had. I don't know if I had had coffee. I had, I think I might have had like the mug, but I hadn't really had much of it to drink yet. So the the robber. I know this is one that you said on your notes that you wanted to highlight.
0: Yeah, I I like the way that I, in this track and many others, I love the way it incorporates just drums drums do a lot of heavy lifting throughout this album they do she actually worked with two different drummers um on this album because she said she had gotten bored of like picking she said all previous albums she just pick up a guitar and she felt like she was writing the same music so this album you can tell is not led by like a typical single songwriter on a guitar it's led by drums and just ton of the music we'll be talking about is a an intricacy of drum patterns
1: yes not an intricacy of tempo
0: no yeah it's very different and then there's an intertwining of pianos strings and woodwinds which you will be you're also in charge of woodwinds because you're the band node, and i just all i can tell is the woodwind
1: (laughs) yeah well in this one you get sax okay This was, I I didn't listen closely enough to tell if it was an an alto sax or a tenor sax. I mean, they they have an overlapping range. It could have, it really could have been either.
0: I thought it was a clarinet, but...
1: Uh, it could have been. They're both reed instruments. It just had, this had a a richer tone, so I assumed it was sax, but this one gave me like a jazzy feel
0: oh yeah very very jazzy
1: very jazzy just like the way it opens it you've got the percussion going and then like the sax coming in or what i believe is the sax and then some piano and it's like they all have their own little licks little lines that come in and then build on each other and that always just feels jazzy to me
0: yeah this song it's a longer song but i really feel like if this was live you could just kind of do this for 15 minutes and i'd be cool with it it's just a cool little jam not in like a jam jam way but in like a smooth jazz bar jam way i love the lyrics in this song by the way like this so good She does a really good job because there's a lot of important and deeper um, meanings behind these songs, but she does a really good job of painting stories and painting more normal song topics. You know, she doesn't explicitly say, right, what the song's about.
1: Well, sometimes she does, but not until the end. I feel like she does that, the painting earlier on, and then you get towards the last stanzas stanzas, and um, she just straight up says what the song is about.
0: She's given up. She's like... (laughs)
1: She's like, if you haven't gotten it now, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) So my take on this song was kind of like, she didn't believe someone would hurt her or like take from her. It was like, there's this person in her life that she trusted or thought was different. And she let into her life, but she never thought that they would harm her the way they did. Mm -hmm. That was what I got.
0: Yeah. So this is actually a, um, this, there's a, there's more political back behind this. And so she's Canadian. And I didn't know this um, until I went to um, Quebec City. They had a, we were staying at a hotel across the street from a Canadian history um, museum. And they had a whole thing on, they had a whole exhibit about Inuit history, and C- Canada's really been um, working through their history the same way that America hasn't about its stolen land, right? Canada's much more actively working on addressing the history, addressing um who basically robbed the Inuits of all their land. So this this is that whole story of when she's saying um, she never believed in the robber, she didn't know about it. She just thought she, you know, as a child, she didn't know any of this history. She never thought that she had taken anything. Okay. I never believed in the robber. Nobody taught me nothing was mine. If nothing was mine, taking was all there was, looting at dawn, looting at dusk. And there's also lines in here, you know, it's like the robber had permission, permission by words, permission by thanks, permission by laws, permission by banks. Yeah, that
1: did- that those those lines didn't make sense in my analysis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like <laughs> so
1: I ignored them. <laughs> you're like
0: commissioned by banks. Who is this guy? Okay. <laughs> you know, white white ta- white tablecloth dinners, convention centers, it was all done real carefully.
1: Yeah, no. The problem was is by the time I was analyzing the lyrics to this song, I had already figured out kind of what the last songs were about or at least what I thought they were so that when I was re-listening to the album for these lyrics I was definitely trying to fit it into uh my picture
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> of it <laughs> yeah she she uh I, I really I really like the lyrics on the song I think they they do a good job and it's something I wish um America would get on board with you think just just a, just a little bit
1: just at all a bit
0: yeah, but I mean, but to be honest, like again, I didn't know till I went to a Canadian museum, like the whole history. And but the nice thing with the Canadian, the Canadian museum is they explicitly blame themselves, basically in the in this, um, like they worked with the Inuits to to do this stuff. Whereas America would never take blame for their actions. Oh
1: gosh, no, they're a- <laughs> physically incapable of it. They got to blame someone else.
0: Yeah, so I really, I really did enjoy the song. I love, I love the beat. I love the um, the lyric, the meaning behind it. There was, like, a guitar, and I said clarinet question mark solo. So this whole song has leos towards the outro. Like everything, every part builds on itself, so.
1: And as, like, a tempo note, like, I I tried to get around the, right, the tempo for it, but this is one of the songs that falls into what I think is, like, a 125 to 130 BPM tempo, and that is 8 out of the 10 tracks on this album. So <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings about that, but... <laughs>
0: Are we gonna get to those feelings later?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just want to point it out. I I guess my only feelings is I got sick of the same tempo.
0: Yeah, though um, it it also depends on like what kind of music you're listening to. Like like, I could see like a folk jazz single songwriter like kind of staying in a comfortable place. It, you know, it's, it's I would call it simple, not simple music, but simpler music, right? It, it's not, it's not, he, like, we also just came off of, I think I just ruined everyone by introducing them to the Future Bites and, like, that's everywhere. Yes. You have to come down from this, like, weird place where it's like, okay, well, we just came from every song's a different genre to, like... <laughs> normal music plays within a similar.
1: Yeah. I, I th- And there are some songs that had that tempo, but it's not the way it was written and pref- put together. It, it wasn't, you're not sitting there trying to feel the beat. At that point, I was trying to figure out the tempo of every song and just like happened to fall into it too. But there are multiple tracks on here that you like tap your foot to the same beat and you're feeling the same thing throughout the album. And it's just like, I want to, I want to, I don't know, feel something else. Yeah, I, I, I felt, I felt the similar emotions throughout a lot of it, as far as like the way I was moving to the music, and I, I like a little more variety personally.
0: But uh, that's fair. Yeah. So the second song is titled "Atlantic," and uh, this is another one where really good painting on the woods. and also I feel like very obvious um, what this song's about.
1: I mean, I have my notes on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you like to start? Would you like to start with your notes? Because I, I'm actually I, I'm a little note light this week. Because because uh, again, it's, to your point, a lot of the songs follow a, a similar pattern musically, and yeah, they do. And as the musical person of the show that means my notes are spas
1: (laughs) yeah i would so i mean i don't know if this is obvious what it's about necessarily but um this is her not wanting to face reality or believe in the reality and wishing that she could ignore the truth just kind of remain ignorant that was my interpretation of the song yes okay
0: (laughs) cool so a little history on how the album was written. Between this album and her last album, she dove headfirst and into a lot of the science behind behind climate change, and went to a bunch and went to a bunch of like talks and conventions, and you know, real really got you know, learned you know, it's like what does one Celsius degree mean? What what would two mean? What what has already happened? Like l- you know, learning a bunch about the truth. And there are a couple lines in here of her talking about like just dealing with knowing the truth but also accepting and living with it um not just this song but a couple songs on this album and i think you know she definitely was struggling with it with this information which you know it's like a a lot of us know you know either know some of the stuff or haven't looked into it but also also scaled to look into it because
1: once you know it you can't unknow it
0: yeah it's like it's one of those like best path forward. Do you want to take the approach of learning about it and doing everything to change it and make it better? Or like knowing it's real bad, but then like trying to cover your eyes and be like, uh, if I just try to ignore it, maybe my I'll be okay, right? That's what that's what a lot of the song is about. It's just like, I should really know better than to read the headlines. Does it matter if I see? Or, or really, can I not just cover my eyes? Like, Yeah, it, it, it is just like she she's realizing she can't do that. She can't cover her eyes, right?
1: She knows too much now.
0: She she went in too deep. Um, and I really like those a the the one musical note I can pick out out of here is I love the little warning flute.
1: That's that is jazz flute.
0: Is oh what's that called? <laughs> jazz flute. Oh jazz flute. <laughs> J- jazz flute. But the but it kind of sounds. I called it a warning flute because it sounds like a warning, right? It's this alarm.
1: I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I just. <laughs> It just sounded jazzy to me.
0: (laughs) Mm. Oh, so so inside of the chorus of the, I should get all this dying off my mind. I should really know better than to read the headlines. There's this flute that's very, you know, like it sounds like an alarm, you know, it's it's something that's, it's coming up and like there's a problem here. And I don't know if I only hold this one time, but I wrote it in the notes and, but I said the verse has a bunch of tension, which isn't exactly resolved in the chorus. I felt like, There was a lot of just tension in this song that was never resolved.
1: (laughs) I think this is where I first noticed the tempo and then went back and realized that Robber had the same tempo. So once again, this this is one of the many songs with the same tempo. And it's like that the whole song. And I felt like the way that it also sounds musically in the song is you just feel like you're moving really, really fast. And like I kind of pictured myself on like a high speed train or something and there's like trees and everything just like flying by you. Yeah. And that was like the whole song.
0: But, but, and I think that that ties into like the alarmist flutes. Like, this is like moving much faster than you think it is. Like, there's, there's this whole like overwhelming rush of the song. Yeah. Like, like if you weren't on a train, but you still felt that way, right?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I felt like the song followed Robber really well because it still had some of that jazziness and a similar tempo, but they were different without being like, it, it was not jazzy, but. Oh, it still had like the percussion and the piano, so it followed well.
0: Yeah, I like I liked the these two songs next to each other. They were they they were like nice and different, but
1: yeah, different but worked well together. So
0: exactly. So then the third song of the album is titled "Tried to Tell You," and it actually is I think the most unique and different of these ten songs.
1: I would put it up there. I, there's a couple on here that are more unique, but yeah, this one I I really like and also gets stuck in my head.
0: No, oh, this one this one gets stuck in my head too. Um I wrote, it's got a lot of Fleetwood Mac vibes to me.
1: Okay, this is where I noticed Joni Mitchell again.
0: Yeah, I I had I had I had the Fleetwood Mac too, because we do actually change in the first couple songs were led by drums. This one's not. This one has the a drum behind it. It's got a lot of other stuff driving the song too.
1: So, um this one is definitely going to be about something, you know, a lot Basically now that I'm hearing all of these really big world interpretations of what she wrote the song about and then there's me like this is about a relationship that's falling apart <laughs> well, yeah. well
0: I mean but that that go that is to her credit that she can write about these really important topics but in a way that you could you know she also says it you can interpret it however you would like to it's not like yeah but it it, it is a credit to her that she can write this layer in between what's going on and a typical song
1: Yeah, I mean, because there are certain lyrics, yeah, that fell out of my, my interpretation of it, and we talked about that, but once I listened to the album, as I said, it was the third time, I was really seeing it through the lens of, you've got a couple, but things are falling apart, and that these are different moments and different layers of the evolution from, you know, it's starting to fall apart and it actually ending, and it actually does work like that within the song. It's weird to me that that's not what this is about, <laughs> but I picked up on that message, or I thought it did very clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this one, based off of the lyrics, is that she can see that her partner is in love with another person, and like, and he denies it. Like, He either denies it because he's lying, or he denies it because like he doesn't see it as that.
0: Yeah, that, I, she doesn't have a grandal meaning of the song. She has a story, but it's not anything bigger than uh it, it's it's no like massive problem behind behind the song i'll say that much but i i want to talk about the song uh, musically because a well actually lyrically the i tried to tell you thing gets stuck in your head all day long forever oh yeah goodbye it's going
1: to be stuck in my head forever i tried to tell you
0: <laughs> yeah again there's the way she plays with pitches and her voice throughout the song is is very fun my favorite thing about the song the thing that sold me on this entire album and i said we're doing this album not the other one was the the second chorus of this song, going into the bridge.
1: The bridge that ends up being like an interlude slash outro all at once. Am I right about that, or is that a different song?
0: Uh, no. This so this is there's a cor- there's the first chorus, right? And then the way the second chorus, um, she just goes up.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of where. Never mind.
0: Yeah. So in the second chorus, where it's where she go, you know, like the wind on the water, and then she goes like way high up. I I will I will not help you not to feel. Boy, I wish I could sing. <laughs> Do I just make an do I just make an attempt, a oh boy? I will not help you not to feel. I can't go that high. <laughs> she doesn't go that much higher there. No. But to me what's important about that is that transition is so smooth and out of nowhere. The other note I got on this uh, song is I really, there's another, there's a really good lyric in here. um, I I feel as useless as a tree in a city park standing as a symbol of what we have blown apart.
1: I loved that line too.
0: Love that line. That is such a, that's such a pointed line of just how, I don't know, just like,
1: I don't know, how destructive society is. Yeah,
0: humans are just like, wow, we've got this, you know, just like, wow, we got this pretty park with a tree. And it's like, this was all trees. It was much prettier before we put the city here. Yeah, I I, I really liked that line. Yeah, that, that I remember that one standing out to me. Yeah, and I also noted I liked the uh, it was a good synth intro, synth outro. Give give me more synth. There's a lot of mu- there was a lot of musical elements to this song. Um, because not only is there like one way she sings, I tried to tell you there's like fifteen.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it keeps changing. But the earlier one is the one that gets stuck in your head.
0: Yeah, this this song's catchy and good and it will uh, it will get stuck in your head all right
1: the fourth song on the album is called parking lot
0: one of my favorite
1: i actually do really like this one i like that the piano right off is like right in the beginning and it kind of gives you its own little melody
0: mm-hmm there's a good hook in here hmm Mm-hmm. I I forget the uh, the the notes behind it, but it will end up being one of the piano interludes that I have to play for when you're trying to edit two completely different blocks together.
1: <laughs> so this is this song actually has some examples of I think it's word painting is what you called it back when we were talking about Paul McCartney.
0: Yeah, that's that's the name for it.
1: So the the scene she is describing is she's out in a, the parking lot, kind of just standing there. I think she's like waiting, and uh, she looks up and she sees a bird flying, and she's watching the bird. And um, there's two lines where I noticed the the word painting. So there's land on the pavement, and as she sings that, her voice descends, like her the notes that she's singing is is descending, like something is landing. Okay. Too and then she describes watching the the bird breathing and its chest rising and falling. And as she sings rising, her voice goes
0: up and then falling goes down. It's small chest rising and falling. No, oh, I did not write those down, so good catch. All I wrote in in this was I was uh again, really, really pretty um lyrics just to describe something because you can if you close your eyes you can imagine this whole thing
1: oh yeah you can you can picture the whole scene
0: which is beautiful like you can't always do that when you close your eyes and listen to a song it's much more like I said poetry or I mean it's like reading a book basically and then the way that just blends the chorus this is another chorus that gets stuck in my head a lot
1: what is the chorus um is it the, is that the is it alright if I don't yeah. want to sing tonight mm-hmm. yeah is it alright very sad
0: song this in uh this pales with atlantic i mean get, this one get this one's a little more obvious on on it I, I, but i like the way again i toes the end this is at the end of the song but i like the way it's presented again but everywhere but everywhere we go there's there is an outside over all these ceilings hangs the sky right yeah and the way that the the outro builds up with how she sings and it kills me when like a few times and it kills me when I-
1: oh it's so good
0: she builds that up around that it just kills her when she sees a bird fly and it's like it's like you get it because of how she's pictured this bird right and how it's just like it just wants to fly and breathe but it's now just has to deal with the traffic and the noise and it's just sitting in a parking lot now like it's a bird it doesn't want it doesn't want to do that it wants to be on a tree it wants to be on that tree in the city park.
1: <laughs> but surrounded by more than just the one tree. Yeah. So now I'm sad about this album for two reasons. <laughs> and like, ah, I'm, mm, it's going to be a bit before I come back to this one.
0: See, maybe this, maybe it's a good thing that the tempo's the same. Because by the time you're listening to this album, you don't want to deal with like multiple tempo changes. No. You just want something that's simple.
1: Because <laughs> the tempo is in the same range here. Shocker.
0: Maybe that's all you want.
1: Yeah. So as far as my um, relationship interpretation goes, this is a song where she's like stuck in the relationship and it's causing her pain. She feels like she's stuck in it and she wants to be free. She wants to be on the outside. It kills her seeing the bird flying because like it's free. It gets to be outside, outside of all of this and she's still stuck
0: in on the inside. Mm, Okay. I could could see that. That's not how I saw it, but. No. (laughs) I, I was all I was all in. I've been all in on the climate change angle.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's way more sad. So <laughs> but the problem is, is when I started interpreting this album, it was right after the song. Trust is what triggered this whole thing. And that's not until the eighth song. And if you remember, yeah, like that one's <laughs> that one makes it. Super blatant. So if you're looking at through the lens of trust, it's a lot easier to see those interpretations.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, this is, but also this is not like a concept album. This is like
1: no, but I made it one. You made, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did it. <laughs> did I? I think I had uh one of the Oh, we, we had mentioned the hook. Hook's great. Lyrics great, and it has another nice outro of just. I, well, I feel like it could just kind of have gone on a little bit if it wanted to.
1: So the fifth song on this album is called loss right off the bat it opens and my brain goes baba o'reilly
0: why does it why that's not the first time you said this song goes but it was you'd say that with another song too it's not every song's not baba o'reilly
1: yeah it is no
0: that's not what this is i'm listening to it right now no yeah
1: no it is it's not baba o'reilly yeah it's not it's not
0: have you ever listened do you actually do you know what Bob O'Reilly sounds like have you listened to music
1: not recently <laughs> I'm so confused
0: <laughs> the synth isn't behind him singing is it
1: no just it's just the opening
0: well th- that's what I'm saying
1: yeah it's the opening and then this opens and the synth <laughs> ignore the singing
0: no <laughs> <laughs> okay every song's Bob O'Reilly
1: mm-hmm. every song's Bob O'Reilly and every, and, and every synth you- arpeggio's muse <laughs> I'm just telling you what my brain does. I'm not saying it's correct. So this opening song made my brain think Baba O'Reilly. I can't make it not do that. <laughs>
0: I, keep, I keep listening to them side by side. And-
1: <laughs> are there are there even any similarities at
0: all? No. <laughs>
1: I think you have the wrong song. Have I just renamed Baba O'Reilly?
0: I think you know what Baba O'Reilly sounds like, and I think you know what this sounds like, and I mean, I can maybe see what you're getting at, but boy, can I not. <laughs> a few moments later.
1: Oh, I must be thinking of something else. I'm thinking of a different song.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> I am not thinking of Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> I, I was, and I'm not. Maybe I am. Who am I? <laughs> I'm sober. Okay. All right. I might eventually.
0: <sighs> you might think you might have like listened to Bob O'Reilly and like dist- distorted it in your mind over 10 years and like.
1: I think I have. Um, or there's a different Who song that sounds like that.
0: Possibly. But I know Bob O'Reilly and Bob O'Reilly and are not.
1: No. All right. <laughs> I retract everything I said. There's <laughs> a similarity between the opening of this and Bob O'Reilly. I need to figure out what song it is. If I, after I dig through my entire uh, childhood classic rock discography and figure out what the heck <laughs> that is, it could be <laughs> ten months from now. But if I figure it out, I'll let y'all know.
0: <laughs> but d- but don't come into loss thinking, wow, not really. Pablo O'Reilly <laughs> sounding. <That's> not- <laughs>
1: Cut out, just cut out all that. <laughs> Starting over, oh, start right over. So, so the fifth song on this album is called "Loss."
0: You really are cutting and, it all out.
1: And right off the bat, it made me like think. It definitely reminds me of some classic rock song that I've heard in the past, but I'm not placing it right now.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the first song off of "Who's Next," is it?
1: It's- so, so the tempo and this is also in the same range. Um, similar to parking lot, you do have a piano here that establishes like a lick, like like it, there's a prominent piano lick in the song, I believe.
0: Yes, yeah, it's that do 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 do. Yeah, it's just a little little thing.
1: So this one, I to to continue my forced narrative of a relationship falling apart. To me, this is where he's like finally starting to accept the reality that you know he does have feelings for this other person. His marriage is falling apart, and basically, like he can't he can't have his cake and eat it too. Like he can't stay in this marriage, but then also continue to deny his feelings for this other person. And she's like, "What?" Like it's her observing that you know he's starting to see it. Yeah. Hashtag force narrative.
0: No, no, that, that, that's, I think that's, that's accurate on what she was saying. There's a line she points out like that she, uh, she got from a climate activist, which was that line I mentioned earlier, which is at some point you, you have to live as if the truth were true, which it's, it's a good, it's a good message. And I, and I like the, I I do like the way this song, I like the little, the music behind it, like the piano, the drum mix. And I just like the the, the loss is loss, um. Melody is, is solid. Yeah, I, I'm going I'm going to go a little quicker through these end songs because I, I, I'm not going to have too much.
1: That's okay. After last week, we need to not like <laughs> bang our listeners over the head with information. So the sixth song on this album is called Separated. <laughs> uh, tempo again, high again, same. One twenty-five to one thirty range.
0: She is making it easier for us to not spend two hours on it because, again, not every song is every song's in the same genre. Yeah,
1: exactly. There, this this album does not have a ton of variation. There are a couple songs that certainly stand out on their own. Yeah, but for the most part, it's just you kind of it's pretty one note.
0: It's okay. Uh, next next week's album will be back to the to a ninety minute episode by far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good, great. <laughs> this one, I made a note for one of the lyrics. It's. You try again, your argument's out on me. I try and tell you again. Um, what she's doing while she's singing those lines is her vocals kind of jump around and they're a little choppy, mm-hmm. almost like, you know, separation. There's literal separation between the notes. There you go. Uh, at the 230 mark, there's some strings that happen,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I found very pretty.
0: Yeah, the the strings, um, what I notice on the strings, my note for the song, is the bridge solo thing. It gets... It's all, it does a lot of tension in that, and then it just goes into the third verse. Like, it doesn't, again, it doesn't resolve it. It just, like, stops abruptly. It's like, it's go. you think it's going somewhere, and then it just falls off.
1: Um, I guess, I think my favorite part about this song is the last line, and then the chord it ends on.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You are very uncomfortable,
0: and it ends on a line that is uncomfortable.
1: Yes. So my forced narrative here, the way I I, I heard it is like she's she's hurting, and now he's hurting too, but he, she's still like trying to help him. She's still trying to be there for him because she loves him, but they're separated by like she's already very much accepted the reality and the truth, and he's still working through it. And there's that's the separation that's happening, um, because he still wants to ignore it. But the last line in the song is separated by the belief this cut can heal. She knows it can't, and he feels like it can. And that's the separation.
0: Right. To me. Yeah, no, that works. <laughs>
1: what are we here for if not to have our own interpretations of the music? Right, if we that's, have what them.
0: Mu- that's what music is for. That's what art is for.
1: Yeah, this is just how I heard it. Do you have any other notes on separated?
0: I do not. I I, I just, I, again, it, by me not saying much about it doesn't mean I don't like it. I've talked about how I the sound is and it's similar for all these, but I like that. I like that sound. So it's just, I'm not I'm trying not to repeat myself too much on some of the sound
1: yeah it does sound similar but it's not a bad thing like you could easily put this al- album on and listen to the whole thing
0: and i have many times And
1: yeah and if that's the vibe you're going for <laughs> you're going to enjoy it because it's it is good music it's not yeah. changing a lot it's not catching you off guard yeah you could totally just have this on and you know do work or something or choice like it's not it's not intrusive
0: and it's a quick listen you're like you find yourself like you put it on you go do stuff and you're already on like track eight or nine you're like whoa
1: yeah it happens pretty quickly so the seventh song on the album is called Where, W-E-A-R. This is one of the ones that I think is quite different.
0: Yeah. Is it a, um, a bassoon? I have no idea. Oh, man. I didn't,
1: I, I didn't listen to this one close enough to pick up on it. I w- it was, so you've got like the, you've got these little piano chords that like jab at you.
0: Yeah, she said so say a line then the be that like jabbing code.
1: Yeah. So I w- I was very focused on that. Like that's what I heard more. The and that's more of the verses. The verses it's like pretty empty. It's like her singing with some jabbing instruments. And it fills out more during the chorus. And then following the second chorus, it continues to build. It no longer like drops out and, you know, it's just her singing. And then this is the one where once you get to the bridge, it like changes to what you think is the bridge. It actually, that's it. It just continues for a bit in this instrumental and then it ends. With this one, my interpretation of it, um, she can't hide how she feels, but she also feels like no one is seeing how she feels. Yeah. She feels like she can't, she's like once, she can't hide it, like it's very out in the open, but she
0: also feels like she's being ignored. Which, um, we'll, we'll back on the uh, the climate activism train. That makes sense. Again, it's it's something where it's just like, even after you learn all the stuff about it, you you now think it's the most important thing and you you want to try to figure out a way to make that a part of yourself while other people can see you doing that and also join in and not just like, oh, that's cool. And it's like, no, no, I'm trying to, it's not cool. <laughs>
1: it's like, hey, this is <laughs> not okay here. Yeah.
0: I, I, I like the, uh, there's, there's a lot of good um, stuff to visualize in the song again
1: oh for sure this this is a very lyric heavy album
0: and not as lyric heavy as next week but i'm just i'm just hyping up next week's album i next week's album is the album that i have been wanting to talk about since i heard it before we accepted a podcast
1: (laughs) so um i tried to wear the world like some kind of garment in fabric stained and torn and scratched pulling at the seams those are all very like it's it's tired, it's broken, it's breaking.
0: Yeah, those are just like though interesting songs. I, I I I really like most of them.
1: And the am I ever understood? Am I hidden by this hood? Like, can you can you see me? Right? Can you can you hear what I'm saying to you? Um, I now joined the Apple Music gang, and then at least in this one, it has the like as you're listening to the song, you just click on it, and there's like lyrics for it. Yeah. right there. They're not perfect. They're not fully filled out, but like, it does make it a lot easier if you're trying to listen to it lyrically. If you want to like read along, kind of, because you don't, if you're not someone who does hear lyrics much,
0: <laughs> <Ayo>.
1: <laughs> this this album doesn't doesn't take on a lot of too much meaning all the time. Like it, what she's singing about doesn't necessarily match what you're hearing musically. Yeah, I think now that I'm sitting here, the the album is titled ignorance like (laughs) there's all this stuff happening around you but you're just not seeing it like you're not comprehending it
0: oh you're actively choosing to ignore it
1: yeah if you're actively choosing to not see it so this is one where listening to it musically for the most part it doesn't it seems like a pretty normal album like not not happy but it's it does not seem as heavy Mm -hmm. as the lyrics actually are saying it is
0: yeah yeah i i'm don't listen to stuff lyrically and you don't listen to stuff musically because bob o'reilly would sound different if he did
1: i need to figure out where that (laughs) what it's like it's not bob o'reilly and i feel like (laughs) such an imposter
0: Eighth song on the album is called Trust, which it's one of the songs where I know the song is heavy with the lyrics and I don't even try.
1: Oh yeah, this this is the this is the obvious one. I'm just like
0: <laughs> the song is an anomaly because it starts with an actual p- there's no drum, there's no other thing. It's just a piano playing at the start.
1: Yeah, you can you can easily pick like picture her if you wanted to just like at the piano and then singing. Mhm. This is the one I mentioned before that you know started my whole narrative.
0: <laughs> this was the start of Narrative Street. Song made it, in. <laughs>
1: um, she's very vulnerable in this one. You just kind of hear it. Mm-hmm. One of my notes is it's about divorce. Mm. <laughs> now, that is not me being like super intuitive because there's literally a line <laughs> <laughs> that says, "In the throes of this divorce, in this court <laughs> proceedings." <laughs> So like I was like okay, yeah, I get it. Got it. Um
0: figured it out. Got
1: it. I, I figured it figured it out.
0: Casey, the lyrical sleuth um, is on the case.
1: <laughs> I'm on the case. <laughs> Bubba O'Reilly. So Um There's one line that says, uh, I watch your eyes pass over me, holding stupidly everything I wanted you to see and i don't know if it's her eyes that are holding or his but if it's his then it's like to me he's finally it's like now they're they're actively getting divorced and he can he's looking at her and like sad because you know they're ending their marriage mm-hmm. and it's like why didn't you see me earlier why didn't you hear me before kind of thing something i did want to point out she at one point in the song it's a little i don't know if it's in the bridge or what she says like when everyone's talking, she has, she starts like a bunch of lines with and I, but it sounds like the end of the lines, but and I know it's impo- important and I know I should pay attention and I know it's important and I, but the way she's singing it, it like cuts short, kind of like how if you're trying to catch your breath and you're trying not to cry, like your voice can like cut and cut off like that. That was what I pictured when she was singing the and I's.
0: So yeah, I'm, I'm a bad person for not noticing any of this, so. <laughs> this, this, this deep meaning is lost on me.
1: I mean, the the main it opens and ends the same. Dim the lights and draw the curtains. This is the end of love. Ready all your arguments. This is the end of trust. Let there be no more words spilled at the ending of what. It's like this is the reality. This divorce is the reality. But like she thinks about like the, the softness of it, like the softness of her feelings. This is a hard, cold truth. But she's now thinking back to the a warmer past. Mm. That's all. Uh, that's enough t- talking out of my bum for one song. <laughs> for one song. <laughs> um, the whole last 50 seconds of this are instrumental, and a drum does come in, and it's kind of got like a marching feel, which to me always, you know, gave me the feeling of time is marching forward, things or things are moving forward, and there's no stopping it.
0: Right. You can't stop time.
1: So the ninth song on this album is called "Heart." Um, the tempo's back. I didn't check if it is exactly in the range, but it it picks up back again. Trust was a slower piano ballad type, and now we're yeah. we're back up. This is more upbeat. Yeah, we'll back you. And um, I think this song follows Trust perfectly. Trust was all about she's very vulnerable, but she couldn't be because they they had to get through you know these court proceedings, and also she wanted to be strong to try to not be hurt by what was happening but basically now it's like screw that i can't help how i'm feeling this is how i this is how i feel about everything because it's a lot of like i wear my heart in my sleeve and what i as far as my narrative goes even further she's not going to pretend that she doesn't love him She's not going to try to be cold just to make this whole thing easier. It's like, "No, I have all these emotions and this is I have a lot of feelings about this relationship and I'm not going to hide it, but I can leave. I can walk out of the picture and then you can she I think she says cast all your doubts on me, but basically you can pretend I don't feel this way, but I'm not going to stand in front of you and make that easier." And then right at the end of the song, you get uh, like a like a gust of wind sound. So that just made me think Winds of change. (laughs) Things are changing now. Um, I don't have any notes on it musically other than that it picked back up.
0: Yeah, it picked back up. I I think it, for me, it it followed similar um, themes that the other songs did musically. So it it became, like I said, without me just repeating um, stuff, um, it fits into the scope of this album's um, musical identity.
1: Um, The last song on the album is... The tenth song and it's entitled Subdivisions.
0: Sadly not a rush cover.
1: Not a rush cover. I was hoping. Um this one does this one also slows down too. And this is this is when I just wrote the note. This is a sad album. Like (laughs) (laughs) this song, this song paints a picture, and it is not a that is not a happy one. Um so she's driving down a snow-covered highway. And you know that feeling you get kind of where you're driving, but like you don't really, it's not registering that you're driving and then you don't really remember that you're driving. Like suddenly you remember that you are operating a motor vehicle and you're like, how did I not die? (laughs) I mean, to to me, that's kind of what's happening here in that like she's got so much going on in her mind. Um, There's lyrics that uh, describe... A lot of that. They're very descriptive lyrics, but like everything is now covered in snow. I think she might have mentioned a parking lot, but she called it a white field. But essentially, she's finally left her marriage, like the house. This is, once again, me forcing a narrative. Force narrative. Force narrative. Hashtag force narrative. She's in like a state of numbness and uncertainty. She's now, now that she's finally left, she's like questioning it. It's like, did I make a mistake? Was I just too emotional about it and... I've, I've made the wrong choice. And she's sad and she's missing him and she's doubting it. That was that was the feeling I got. And it's very, once again, very sad. And that's how the <laughs> album ends is you're just out and driving and <laughs> uncertain and upset. <laughs> but that's the entire album. I, I'd be curious if someone listened to it and they had other feelings or interpretations about the song um, or if, you know, someone listened to it and they felt similarly to you know some of the things we've discussed and my narrative
0: (laughs) my narrative
1: yeah this whole album is really sad like there i don't think that there's not a single song in here that i can listen to (laughs) and not be upset
0: yeah but 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 i think (laughs) if
1: if you're listening to the lyrics
0: well but i think that's kind of the point of I mean, an album entitled Ignorance is like, I mean, robo you can sound, Robo can sound happy, right? And it's like, yeah. But it's like, once you know the deeper meaning of the consequences of all the actions that you as a society are taking, whether it be taking over someone's land or destroying the planet, like, yeah, you can have fun while you're doing it. But if you actually like stop and think and care about that stuff, you can't have as much fun as it sounds like you, the kind of fun that you, it's like you used to have with it.
1: Yeah, and I think that this whole album, if you if you listen to it as I said, and you're not listening to the lyrics, you couldn't you wouldn't necessarily have those feelings. And so you could listen to this and not feel as heavy about it, or it wouldn't feel as heavy to you. But once you're once you're in the know, <laughs> this will never not be a heavy album for me. Heavy album. Our next segment would be the reading and overall impressions.
0: Yeah, I think I think we've we've touched on all. The overall impressions throughout the album. There's a musical idea, a musical theme of this album that stays true to course throughout most of the album.
1: And the, and just the feel, like the the overall feel of the album musically, it does stay. It's cohesive. I will say it's cohesive. Yes, I, I do. There is at no point that I feel like a song didn't belong in there or didn't belong where it was. It definitely all works together very well.
0: Yeah, the question is whether or not you want to be there, but I definitely didn't feel like there were certain songs that were so much stronger than others or that stuff was out of place. But that that does leave us with where we want to put this album in our scale because um unlike last week where
1: Unlike last week, which was unreadable. <laughs>
0: this this week's rateable.
1: <laughs> I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in this this oh, range.
0: Oh, you and me both. Good um, see, I I like when I like when we agree though. Uh, and the range that Casey's clicking back and forth between a notion is um, the four and five star realm, the four and a half star realm.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to give it a full five stars. Um, so a, a four is it's above average, and it's good. You like it, you'd have no issue recommending it. But like, you might, you know, recommend a different album. Mm-hmm. And then a five is there's nothing wrong with it. Is it the best thing you've ever heard? No, you'll still come back to it, though. Still jam out. Still happy to hear it. I don't know if the reason I'm not going to come back to it is just because I don't care to put myself in that mentality. But Mm -hmm. that's my own interpretation. It's not because it's a bad album. Um, I'm sorry. Her vocals are beautiful. And there's a bunch of beautiful things in it. I think there there are a couple songs I could see myself if I were someone who made playlists that I would put on a playlist and absolutely go back to. And I do think the whole thing worked together very well. Mm hmm. Um, so I think it is, I think it's a really good album, but I also, I think that's kind of why I'm, I'm leaning for. Yeah.
0: I, so, so I will say, um, one thing, uh, I've mentioned, I think is we need, we'll just have to get comfortable using the whole scale. It's all, it's, uh, I always have a hard time that I always want. I always like giving people the benefit of a doubt and saying something's good better than it actually is. I like giving people higher ratings than it's like,
1: same i'm like (laughs) i know you worked so hard on it and i know there's so much meaning and there's so much good here so i want to like give you a high score
0: yeah so i i totally i totally hear you um but and the other thing i need to get better at is like when we give if if we give something a four or five it's not ness it doesn't mean it's bad right like we're saying no we're saying one two and we say three is painfully average or average like and so any thing in the three and above range is listenable yes right so if you've gone to at least even four above average less good that means gravitate towards this compared to other music yes so
1: and I, I agree with that
0: so and and that's where it's just like there needs to be differentiation between all the different types of music that one will listen to because it's not like it's not like a can opener right <laughs> it's like you get a good can opener and you're like <laughs> I just use this can opener. Why would I use this other one? It's not as good as my other can opener. But it's like, I can have six and seven star albums, but still go and want to listen to a five or four star album from time to time. I don't only listen to the seven star albums. I don't only listen to like my 50 favorites. Like I want to go out of my way. And, and so something can have a low rating, but still that's not us saying, Oh, it's just not great. Like, don't listen to it. Like, no, it's no,
1: no. I- that being said, I I would be I feel comfortable rating this a four. Yep. I think that it is quite listenable. There are elements that I really enjoy. I think it works well together, but it didn't give me like the the jollies and not even I'm not saying happies, but like there like there were very few things that while I was listening like stood out to me and I was like ooh that's really cool like yeah there are a couple things
0: no a couple but like
1: not not enough to like really drag it further
0: yeah I think that's a good like like I said I think uh, tried to tell you there's that section of the song where I'm like wow that's really good but I only got that wow that's really good a couple times on the album well it's like obviously she has the talent to do it but and if you had done that in a couple more songs it's like yeah it gets boosted up but I ju- I just didn't get it as often as I felt like I wanted to. And the other nice thing about us talking through it is a you could draw your own rating from the way we talk about something and B you know that we're saying like well we'll teeter tottering before between four and five so it's on the five side of the four and not the three side of the four right
1: yes yes this is a this is for large quantities of four
0: yeah <laughs> so you under, you understand more again and we and when four we say we have no issue recommending it, right? We will probably give you something else. If you told me to give you, if I just met you on the street and you're like, what are your five favorite albums? I'm not tossing this at you. I'm not recommending this to you. You could even like say like, I'm looking for this style of music. And it's like, well, we're going to probably toss you Titanic Rising before we're going to toss you this.
1: Exactly. I would I would toss someone <laughs> Titanic Rising before I toss them this album. Hence,
0: they're on different sides of the scale. And that is completely acceptable Thing. It is still nice, I think, for us um, listening to brand new music from bands you've, we've never heard in 2021 mm-hmm. and being like, this is not bad. Like, there are songs I'm going to take off of this and move on to my playlist. This is an album that has a place and a mood. Like, I, I liked the music as like a background thing, we said, for working. So, if you just want to put this on in the background or working and not like pay attention to the lyrics, so it's not as da- a downer of an album and you just want to <laughs> like ha- have this music behind you, like, I could totally see that, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with with the full star rating.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Um, something I think we should have talked about at the beginning of this episode, and that we forgot, was OK computer.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. Can, you can talk about. We can have an OK computer break. We can put a little chapter on it. This is an OK computer break yeah. for next week. This is
1: a break for OK computer. We mentioned it last week. It- you
0: did, I did. For- I totally forgot about it. I need to get better notes. <laughs>
1: we mentioned it last week because it's an album that was revolutionary for its time which i didn't know and i hadn't heard the album like i knew radiohead but a very very basic level knowledge even probably less than basic because i had not heard okay computer um i wanted to bring it up i did listen to it um after my third listen of this heavy album and i i did not do any patented like deep listening but i did there i remember while i was listening to it there were, areas where I'm like, oh, like, I could pick out some certain unique things. And I was listening to it through the lens of, okay, this was a change in music. This was a pivotal point in music. So it's like, Mm. I, anything that stood out to me, I was like, that might have been, you know, one of the first times it was done. This music style was
0: done. A lot of, a lot of it actually was. And it is harder when you're listening to some older albums and you're like, that's not the best take of this I've ever heard. But then you have to remember, like, that the album came out in 1997. And a lot of the sounds you hear off of this, a lot of the takes you hold on this album later were 2000s and 2010 songs. Exactly. Like, when, when this thing came out, it was...
1: It was new. I mean,
0: the 90s were grunge. The 90s were grunge music. This thing is so clean. Like, you came from... Here's the 90s. It is just distorted guitars. And then this is, like, <laughs> clean guitars out of nowhere. And then there's a lot of clean guitars in the 2000s like it was ahead of its time and it's just it's hard when you listen to it be like oh 97 <laughs> like what was going on back then
1: i'm glad that i i had that you know precursor knowledge to then listen to it and try to hear it through that lens what i really think is neat is you know we talked about it last week and then during the week michael mentioned it again he was uh do you want to tell the what happened oh yeah what
0: uh, my uh my best friend he uh He texted me, and he was like, do you know where the album cover was taken, uh, the picture was taken from? And the album cover of OK Computer has this uh, giant highway um, interchange, and that's the interchange. um, It's the interchange for I-84 and I-91 in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, which is a just giant, gross uh, interchange, if you've ever had the displeasure of driving it.
1: Uh, As someone who's lived in Connecticut the majority of her life and commuted throughout Connecticut and lived in Multiple areas. I've used uh, many versions of the Hartford interchanges. And uh, Michael sends me this, and I just want to ask: like, did uh, he text you out of the blue? Yes. About OK Computer, like you had not brought up OK Computer, right?
0: No, I hadn't, and that that goes to show that OK Computer is one of those albums that is just talked about in the public forum as known.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Michael told me, you know, that's what the interchange is. And I'm like looking it up and I'm like, I drove that ramp every day for like almost two years because I commuted to work via that interchange.
0: <laughs> and, and I really like it a, a, on the on that album because that album is a yeah. is a futuristic like technologies taken over a little bit um, album. And it's like what's going to be the last thing left is the I-84, I-95 i-91 I- interchange <laughs> that'll be the last highway that gets overridden with grass
1: <laughs> it's gonna live on forever yeah so that that was really funny and yeah so i did i did get the listen in which is good but i wanted to definitely bring bring up the note the follow-up
0: oh rare follow-up
1: rare follow-up hey we've got we had two bits now we've we've now checked this one off and the other one is figuring out what the heck that song is that <laughs>
0: godspeed it's
1: living living in my brain sludge so <laughs> all
0: right uh so next week we'll be listening to we're, we're gonna go to this more normal music we're gonna get back to get up to our roots and we're gonna be listening to the normal album by will wood which is a completely normal album i promise
1: i don't i don't trust that
0: <laughs> it's it says it says right on the cover it's the normal album <laughs> So, you know, we've we've had a lot of deep lyrics. We've had a lot of interesting music. So we're just going to get back to normal music. I think that's good for us.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We do appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B-side.